the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System, the energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Carry Factory Authorized Dealer. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL, system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401 351 7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free, financing is available. 401 401- 351 7600 Rhode Island Massachusetts it's JKL engineering 401 351 7600 folks you're listening to the John DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website petro.com time for our segment politics this week joining me he's the managing editor oceanstatecurrent.com is Justin Katz and Justin my goodness, what a week, and especially a, a period of 400 hours, even 10 days that Governor Raimondo has had. Let's start off uh, right off the top. As we speak, Justin, Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, it was announced Saturday night that she has tested positive. Uh, the bad news really started prior to that. But, you know what, let me roll through just the series of events and we can kind of talk fluid about different parts of it, actually, as I think of it out loud. And that is obviously the Rhode Island number one Thursday. Governor Mundo had uh, kind of a contentious press briefing. It's pretty hard saying some of the teachers are thrown in the towel after the briefing. After the briefing, we learned that Brett Smiley, director of administration, who was not on the stage, on the stage was Commerce Secretary Stephen Pryor. On the stage was Dr. Chan, who uh, talked about the vaccine. On the stage was obviously the governor and then Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. After the briefing, we find out that Mr. Smiley tested positive, which I thought was interesting because they certainly could have announced it at the briefing. Friday night, Governor Mundo stops by a wine and paint and uh, gets caught with a photo with her no mask on. And then Saturday night, we find out that she's quarantined in uh, quarantined, along with all those people I mentioned on the stage, Josh Block, her communications director, and Dr. Nicole Scott has tested positive. Let's start off, Justin Katz, your reaction on, let's just start off with Dr. Scott. Well, I, the to me, the biggest part of it is uh, this This is all happening the same week Governor Raimondo's out there on the stage and in the Providence Journal 
essentially bad-mouthing Rhode Islanders for not following the, this is a direct quote, the damn rules. Um, you know, it's all about her and her rules and I, I'm going to get it under control. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make these decisions. And at the same time, her members of her administration are having an outbreak. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's not necessarily their fault, but it means one of, one of two things has to be true. Either um, her own top people, uh, Dr. Scott and, and Brett Smiley, are not following the rules, or the d disease, the rules are, are not entirely effective against the disease. And it what's also interesting, not this week, but I think the week before, or the last week of November, uh, a bunch of researchers at Northeastern and Harvard and Rutgers universities released a study of compliance uh, with social distancing and masking across the country. And Rhode Island's in the top 10 of all states for these things. So Rhode Islanders are following the rules. And I think what it comes down back to and what we never hear suspiciously from people who claim they're following the science is when you have high compliance and yet you're, you're number one in the world, I think for, for uh, infection rate, maybe yep. the rules are not problem. Maybe the Rhode Islanders are not the problem. Maybe, I mean, maybe the rules are the problem and we ought to be reevaluating that. It'd be nice to have some, some admission of that. The other part of it that, that strikes me is what we get from the local news media on these stories with Brett Smiley and Nicole Alexander Scott is essentially a press release. You know, okay, here's what they've done. Here's how they're quarantining. Here's how they're going to continue to work. They don't dig into it and say, well, how did you catch it? <laughs> how did you, what, what happened that you caught this? And it contrasts hugely when any time there's any sort of, um, I, there was an article about Republicans in, in the state not accepting the election results. And they, they grilled Patricia Morgan, Representative Morgan, yes. you know, well, and then put in parent parentheses notes that seem to contradict her as if they're arguing with her. You don't get any of that in these articles about Brett Smiley and Nicole Alexander Scott catching COVID. There could be, well, were you not following the rules? Who had it? I mean, Brett Smiley, they said it was a close contact. Was it at a house party? Was it somebody in your household? Was it, were you at the gym? You know, all these things are relevant. We don't get any of that. And it's, it's really, really lamentable and really wrong that we get this press release atmosphere when this, to me, undermines a huge part of the governor's approach to this major pandemic story we've had all year. What is your thought on the fact that they released the information on a Saturday night? Saturday night, when, you know, you think about it, uh, when, when exactly did the doctor find out that she was positive? If you're trying to bury news, I can't think of a bigger place other than the Friday afternoon, which would have been a Saturday night. So what do you think of just the timing of that, um, that, that it was held and then released? On, I mean, I just I can't remember the last time there was actually a major news item released on a sat Saturday night. I, I think of you go back to like Nixon when, um, you know, the, the Saturday night massacre, when all the, the people started, um, well, during the Watergate. But. What what does that tell you, Justin Katz? Well, it's it's hard to know actually, because unless I've missed it, they didn't give they didn't give many details about when the tests were done, when they were positive. I mean, if it was a right. quick test, and they and I, Nicole Alexander Scott either felt symptoms or somebody she knew had it or whatever the circumstances were there, uh, and Saturday afternoon went somewhere that got a quick test, got a results right away, and it released it Saturday. That's one thing, but you know, if 
they're waiting for these results to come back, uh, especially in the case of Brett Smiley on a Friday night, it's announced. We know it was from a close contact. That's why he got tested. Well, that test that when did that test happen? Was that did that happen right. before the press release? Did they know on Wednesday or Thursday that the, the director of administration had come in contact with a close contact and he had to be tested? I mean, that's the kind of information you'd think we'd get on a rolling basis, not on not kind of, well, let's just see if it comes back negative and then we won't say anything. And if it comes back positive, we'll announce it on a Friday night. And uh, Dr. Scott on a Saturday night. I mean, I, I would kind of hope she got tested after the press release. Uh, or Saturday just to, or, or unless it was just a routine test at some point earlier, but it does, it is conspicuous. Um, and, but I, if, if it was, if they did wait to release these things, it, it was, they, they were unlucky because as you say, the governor had her photo taken out uh, sipping wine in Providence uh, at the same time that these, these revelations are being made. So that, that time, even on a Friday or Saturday night, that timing, could have been better. And I think one thing we've seen with, with that photo in particular is social media is starting to undo some of the value of releasing this stuff on Fridays and on weekends because people are still on their social media sharing things. Yes. The stories yes. start to get out. That's a very good point. Folks, it's our segment is politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. I want to touch on the smiley thing because um, as someone, I mean, I was there Thursday and I, I just found it interesting. The, the prior Sunday night, I noticed on Twitter that he was decorating his Christmas tree. He said it's his favorite day of the year with two of his nephews. And he said it's soon to be niece. Now I would think that. So the girl in the photo is marrying one of his nephews and no one had a mask on. And, you know, during the pause, it's supposed to be immediate household. He said, thank you for, you know, kind of give me, uh, it wasn't that bad, but a reply, a little bit of a clap back at me and said, you know, thank you. But my nephews live with me. They're part of my household but didn't touch on the soon to be niece. So there it is. That was Sunday. And then Thursday, what struck me was, I'm just trying to think of the planning. I noticed he wasn't there, but sometimes he's not there because they don't want to have too many people on the stage. So they had Dr. Chan there. And then there's a whole nother element that I also want to ask you about, but, but I just wonder now, are we at the point in the media, if we don't see one of the regular players, do we now have to say, because no one at the media, myself included, I didn't say, by the way, I noticed Mr. Smiley's not here. Does he have COVID? Because the the briefing ended at 2.20, and at 3.20, 3.23.30, an hour later, they sent out a press release that he tested positive. I find it difficult, I, I don't know, but I find it difficult to believe Justin Katz that they didn't know at the briefing that he had it, but it wasn't announced at the briefing. So that's when you, you have to be cautious meeting them because you get a little bit cute with the whole thing. Um, now with Dr. Scott, I do imagine her and the governor being tested. The The element about the photo in what's, what I think you're right about is, and I posted folks, the, the pictures are all up on my website, tweetjar.com, that rocketed Friday night. And it just, I received that over 25 times from people. Justin, I got it. For, I, I, that picture of the governor sitting there with no mask on with a glass of wine in front of her was sent to me by someone. I, I swear I haven't seen them in 10 years. <laughs> and they found it and was like, I need to get this to someone and so forth. But in, 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 if you break it down, letter of the law, she was not doing anything wrong. She was with her husband. 
Uh, although I didn't see food. I think you're supposed to have food, but um, didn't have the mask on at certain times, but mask off, drinking wine. It was uh, 7.30 at night. In, in letter of the law, following the pause, but what do you think of the optics of that? Well, they're, they're not good. I mean, yeah, she was following the law. In fact, I'd go so far. I mean, I'm, I'm skeptical about the rules. So I'd go so far as to say, hey, it's great that she's helping a, a local small business. Supporting you know, a small that. business. I mean, yes. that's all great stuff. But at the same time, you've got gym owners protesting her house saying, yes. let us stay open. So I don't know how you say, yes, it's a good positive thing that I'm out supporting a business with my money sipping wine and painting on date night or whatever it was. Meanwhile, businesses are going out of business when, when they have gyms or dance classes or that sorts of thing. When, you know, they're in the news, those folks saying, look, I've got a giant facility. My classes are small. <laughs> I space everybody out. Everybody's healthy. Everybody has masks. Everybody's good. We haven't had a single case and yet they're being closed. So, so yes, even if it was, I mean, it, letter of the law you kind of have to wonder well how are these laws being created i mean we yes in the last the when she le issued her last batch of orders i took a look at the numbers and the infection rates that we have are all it's home it's work and it's very very slender thread of infections are happening at other places they're happening at retail yes but they're not happening at gyms or what or churches or other what they, they called recreation um so for the governor to say, okay, we're going to leave open this business that I want to go to and sip wine, but we're going to close a gym, that alone is controversial, even if she was following the rules, because there's no reason right. you can't follow the same exact rules at the gym yep. or while exercising at a dance class or whatever it might be. That is a very good point. Folks, quick break, a lot more, and I mean a lot more, with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. 
It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job. With me, I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. I needed to get my car fixed. Now, listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle, and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, bring it to West Fountain. 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to stay on the theme of schools. And um, I, I really like your uh, story yesterday that was in the Globe and part of a roadmap, which is the new charter schools Commissioner Fonte Green wants to see in Rhode Island. I mean, first of all, I, I know that the teachers unions cringe when they see those words, new charter <laughs> schools. Uh, but she is committed to it. She has uh, never hidden her belief that it can certainly add to the dynamic of education and are needed. She was used to working if we're in New York where there's a lot more of them. But um, I think that that's interesting that you laid out some of the new charter schools that she's interested in. Well, you know, what's fascinating about Rhode Island is for, for a state that if you were to, if you were to go to some of these public meetings where they talk about charter schools, and I've done this God for 10 years now. And if you were to go just into a meeting or, you know, focus on, you know, a zoom meeting at this point, you would think that the the opposition towards charter schools was through the roof, right? You would think that everybody hates these things and they're killing all the children. I mean, it, that that is the the type of language that that you know in some ways gets thrown around about charter schools. But then go look at the last three education commissioners. Now going back a decade, Deborah Gist, Ken Wagner, now on Helicon Fonte Green, all of them strong supporters of charter schools uh, in this democratic state and. Uh, and I think this this commissioner uh, certainly harkens back in many ways to Deborah Gist. She uh, she is desperately looking for something that is going to move the needle in Providence. And you know, I talk to her a lot, both on the record and behind the scenes. And you know, I think the thing she is most fr- frustrated by, and she has said this all along, is how much resistance there is, and how much uh, to change, and how much acceptance there is of the status quo. And she's somebody who says, look, if uh, one of these schools, Excel Academy, this Boston-based charter school that has, you know, really remarkable results, they stick with kids even through college to kind of try to get them through college. I mean, you know, seemingly the type of school that that you and I would want to go to or send our kids to. 
Um, she says, look, they have the results in Massachusetts. The kids in Rhode Island and Massachusetts are no different. Let's bring them in. Right. Uh, mm. You know, achievement first, right? A school that's been around now. It has a proven record of success in the state of Rhode Island, has a proven record uh, also in Connecticut and New York, but certainly in, in Rhode Island. They want to add a few thousand seats. And she says, let's do it in Providence. Uh, you know, they, mm. they're going to open a, 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 a middle school, a middle school charter school, John, that is going to be uh, eight and a half hour days of school, significantly longer than regular, you know, the regular school day and more than 220 days as opposed to 180 days of school. Wow. Uh, you know, and mm. when, when an organization comes to, and these are local people that, that, are, that are putting, this isn't even, you know, a big box national chain. Uh, when, when someone comes to you as the commissioner of Rhode Island, when you're trying to change the Providence schools and says, I will, you know, find the money, I will gather the support that is needed, and I will commit to you that, you know, 200 or so kids are going to be able to go to a school where they're going to learn, you know, by the time they finish in a four, in a three, I think it's a fifth to eight, uh, eighth grade school, you know, over four years, you're going to see, it's, it's like an entire, it's more than an entire gr year of school in normal times uh, adding wow. to their, to, to the, you know, how, how do you oppose that? I think is what the commissioner is saying. And she does not care um, you know, what the, the union opposition to this is going to be. I think the thing she is most alarmed by, and it's off, you know, now it's still a couple of years off, but she continues to say it is her biggest fear is that, and, and, and I think this will happen, is that the Providence school takeover is going to become a litmus test in the governor's race. Do you support it or do you oppose it? It's going to become an even bigger factor in the mayor's race in Providence where you're going to have you know, 15 candidates and probably half of them are going to be saying, you know, running simply on, I'm going to, you know, take back the school system. And I think what she's really worried about is, you know, the, the way the kind of the, the uh, wind blows in Rhode Island, you know, as we get closer to thinking about those politics and those political races, is there a chance that she's going to have to, you know, deal with just the politics of it all more so than actually getting anything done in those schools? Dan McGowan, if I, I believe correctly, Mayor Lorzer is not the biggest supporter of charter schools. You know, interestingly, though, he has, John, you and I can't figure out Mayor Lorza. Mayor Lorza has gone from, uh, by the way, runs for mayor as a pro-charter school person, becomes mayor yep. and becomes pretty anti-charter school, so much so that, you know, we reported last year he was literally holding up by just his yes. presence uh, the expansion of achievement of the achievement first charter school. Uh, the tune has changed dramatically in this year, uh, and he is now mm. a supporter of all of the schools that asked to come to Providence, including this, wow. this new Boston school and achievement first. He has completely changed his uh, his tune on this, and he says, it, 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 "You remember? I think I reported this a couple of weeks back." He said. You know, look, the, the basic answer is when I'm when, when I'm in control of the Providence school system, I have to worry about the budget. It's on me. Yep. And he said, if if the state takes, you know, controls the schools and the state feels like these schools are better than the schools that, you know, are currently run in traditional in traditional public schools. I'm on board because in some ways he's saying it's not my problem anymore. And while probably listeners hear that and say, boy, he's he's throwing in the towel or. You know, he's doing a terrible job. 
you know, the truth is he's saying, if it's not my problem, if, if I can just pick the best option, I'm going to go with the best option. Mm. And so he is now wow. a pro charter school person. Uh, we'll see if that Holy lasts. Cow. And Dan McGowan, not only are you a top reporter for the Boston Globe, but you've shared with us. I know you're also involved with coaching. And I think your remark that when you have a group of children without knowing anything about, you know, who they are, their background, just by the way they act, say, on the baseball field, you could actually pick out those that attend the charter schools and those who yeah, do not. Yeah, you could do uh, th- those who attend the charter schools or those who attend, let's say, uh, you know, I-, I live in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood. So we have uh, the, a couple of the really nice uh, Catholic schools over there, uh, uh, St. Augustine's yes. or St. Pius, right? You know very clearly sort of the uh, the the discipline level, right? If you tell a kid to, mm. you know, focus, pay attention, there is often... Uh, not not always, but often a very clear difference um, in, in just the ability to focus. And, you know, look, I don't know that that's anecdotal in many ways, but it is noticeable. And I've done it for 10, 12 years now in, in, in Providence in the same place, the same, you know, age group of kids. And you always notice it when you see the kids who go to the charter schools or who go to, you know, who are fortunate enough to maybe pay for, a, a, you know, a private school. They, they always have, it has nothing to do with athletic ability. It, it, it's simply focus, right? It's just the ability to pay yeah. attention to the adults. Um, and and, and it, yeah, it is completely noticeable. And, and I, think it, I think it does translate. I mean, I think that's why you see, you know, certainly the middle school charter schools are <clears throat> more likely to send their kids to, um, uh, to classical for high school, things like that. You know, the, yeah. that discipline, the ability to focus, to take a test in, the, in that case, it is it is completely noticeable, um, and and it's something that I don't think is going to go away. In fact, I think it's going to expand even more. What do you think the uh, the discussion would be with the Providence Teachers Union if they proposed eight and a half hour school days and two hundred twenty two school days, two hundred twenty days of school? I think they might year. say, "Are you going to pay us two hundred twenty thousand dollars a year?" <laughs> <laughs> Once they stop laughing, I think they would. You know, but that that is um, if you want results. I mean, you go back to when, you know, uh, in recent years, Hendrick and LaSalle, the hockey teams have, have really kicked up. But, you know, for many years, Mount was right. the, as you know, dominant, you know, hockey school really in the country with the film Ice Kings, how many yeah. years they won the state championship. They were the only one. They had their own rink. And uh, I believe they even used to skate twice a day. You know, it's all about yep. ice time. The more hours you can have those kids on the ice, they're better. And the more you can have them in the classroom, you're going to get better results folks quick break a lot more dan mcgowan boston globe right here on the john DePietro show <clears throat> remember for your business mega truck and trailer repair call them today 508-336-21 meg mega truck and trailer repair commercial trailers diesel equipment remember free estimates Call them today, 508-336-2110. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer Pickup and Delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. 
That's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls to maintenance agreements to installation, R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's Coog's. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Now, Justin, this past summer, I uh, covered there were two protests outside the governor, Governor Mundo's house in Providence with uh, Defund the Police. They say Black Lives Matter, but it was really just members of Defund the Police chanting Black Lives Matter, just because there is a structure of Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. Um, yesterday, or on Sunday, some, some people upset gym owners were protesting in front of her house. Is that fair game? Your opinion? Well, I think it's an unhealthy development, um, but sort of like uh, ballot harvesting. I think it's it's bad, but if it's the game, it's the game. Uh, you can't have just mm. one side leveraging that sort of good that sort point. Of thing. So I, I think I don't I don't think it's a good development, but uh, it was predictable that people would start start expanding it wouldn't just be the progressives who are taking advantage of that ability to intimidate politicians uh if, if that's yes. what we do now that's what we do now it's not just the state house it's your house which again i don't i don't i don't like that development but i haven't seen anybody on the left complaining about it when it was their own um You're their right. own issues being pushed Good so point. i think that's we're going to see more and more of that you know that's an interesting point because even then when the governor was asked that i went to them and by the way the group yesterday seemed to be far more polite than when oh, I sure. was there. You know, they're dropping F-bombs. They're throwing off explosives. They were at one point, Black Lives Matter, a member of them or defund the police, whatever. They were trying to get in the house, uh, swearing at the neighbors. They were there for a long time. Yesterday seemed and yesterday, though, the governor was home. There she was quarantined inside. That is an excellent point. At the time, the governor said, nope, they're just exercising their right and what's good for the goose now that that is maybe going to uh, become the norm. I also want to touch on Justin Katz that when the governor was up for the health and human services seemingly, and then didn't get it, there was a member of the media saying, you know, the governor likes to stress to people how much he's enjoying this job and you're not going to just jump at anything. And I was trying to say, I really believe right now, if you're one of those governors in, in the United States of America, 
it, you're sitting on a tinderbox. You're sitting on a powder keg. You, you're, you're watching the people that were popular in May, and that is Governor Newsom of California, Governor Cuomo, Governor Baker, Governor Mundo. Fast forward to December, and, and you are one step away from an angry mob outside with the pitchforks and the, and the, pit torch, the torches, and, 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 and that's what she's experiencing right now, which, you know, Rhode Island shoots to number one. The gyms are closed. Smiley test positive. Dr. Scott test positive. She's seen out with no mask on and a glass of wine. And boom, we are back to the last time I heard people this upset was when she showed up at the protest and didn't have a mask on. Right. Well, and we should stress, I mean, the, the gym owners, I, I, from the pictures I've seen, it was light out. And so at this time of year, that means it yes. was probably before dinner versus the it versus was. defund the police. It it's, it's dark in the summer. So yes. they're out there at 930 night, on a Sunday screaming night. Excellent noise. Point. So the, the pitchforks yep. from the, from let's let, this probably isn't accurate, but from the political right, from the people who are just protesting for their for their their rights as business owners, they're much more they're still much more polite. And so I think there's there's a long yes. way to go. I mean, the, the the left, the progressives, they're already at pitchforks when when there's something they want. So I think the illusion that maybe should start to shatter for Governor Raimondo and the rest is that it's only going to be the people on the left who are pretty much on their side who are going to be doing the uh, doing the home protests. And once once that really boils over, I, I think you're right, you're, you, it starts to get, when, when it gets to the point that business owners are trying to get into the house and coming late at night, then that's really time for the, the political class to panic. And I don't think we're far. I mean, it's, it is one of the consequences of this lockdown strategy is you're, you're wearing people's patience thin and then to be, be yeah. in the newspapers doing the, the scolding mom routine. Why can't you people just follow my rules? I'm trying to get a handle on this. Uh, that just throws more fuel on the fire. So I, I, th I think things are getting, and we're seeing it nationally as well with the, the, the protests about the you know, stop the steal regarding the election. They're, they're still going. And they're not fading away like some people probably thought they would by now. I think so. I think we're getting yes. we're getting to a, a more dangerous place. And while while the while the news media likes to promote, say, the Proud Boys as the antithesis or, or a parallel to Antifa, which they're not. But if that's that's not really what ought to be the concern, what ought to be the concern are all the other people who are just about had it. And when when your business, you you done everything you could you probably people probably took a lot of risks to take out loans or did x y or z to keep their business open thinking this would all be a few months and when we're now in december uh with people looking at the new year and another shutdown that oh two-week pause okay we'll do it for one more week uh oh by the way don't have anybody over for christmas because that'll mean we'll have to do this all again in january at some point people start to become become angry and desperate and i, th I think it's not that far away. And so I would hope the lesson no. for Raimondo for getting caught out sipping wine is not, I can't go out. It's maybe my rules are ridiculous. and I need to start revising them because people are getting angry. I mean, that, that really is a, it's part of the lesson. You know, you have to, you have to put people in your calculations you know, that, and that's historically a problem progressives have is they, they think, okay, we'll come up with a plan and everybody will follow it. And it'll be great. No, people are people. And that's, it's just how it works. Let's touch on that story that was in the Providence Journal. Uh, I thought they were uh, trying to portray the uh, writer, certainly was the Republicans at the Rhode Island State House in a poor light, questioning Patricia Morgan. 
you know, Justin Katz and the whole gist of it, folks, that didn't anyone that didn't catch it was just that none of them will acknowledge that Biden is the president. So forth. nowhere in that article do they mention <clears throat> Rhode Island, 520,000 votes, most ever. Nowhere does it mention that early voting started 20 days you know, out. First time they've ever had that. Nowhere does it mention that for the first time ever, there were non-notarized mail ballots. It, it, it's that you there's nothing in the article that would even suggest why certain people are leery of the results that we experience that no one that legitimately looks at this if you're honest believes the result that came out what seems to be lacking is the proof to pull or prove that they're they're not accurate results that's what seems to be missing well it's the, the pro- and uh, those news articles are, are such a large part of the problem because they don't take seriously serious concerns. Um, so and, and it, the, the sort of sneering mockery just drips right out of them. There's one point in that, that article where um, Patricia Morgan mentioned something about uh, none of the mail ballot folks had to show ID. And there's a in, in Anderson, Patrick Anderson of the Problems Journal puts in parentheses, ID is never needed for for emergency ballots or absentee ballots, which is a fair point, except you leave out a whole lot of context. I mean, I think PolitiFact would have called that mostly false or something to that extent. Because, I mean, these are supposed to be absentee ballots. That's under the law what you can do. If you know you can't be there, you go and you, you... then you get a ballot and you fill out an affidavit. I'm not going to be able, I don't think I'm going to be able to get there. There are multiple signatures. It's, it's, a, it's a process. And so if you say, okay, you don't have to show ID, well, maybe that's acceptable. But when it's, hey, we're sending out ballot applications to everybody, we're getting rid of the signature requirement yeah. and there's no ID, that's a fair and reasonable point. And so to, to, to just dismiss that like that really undermines Anybody who's who's not already you know smirking behind their behind their mask while reading this article in the Providence Journal, if they're if they actually have some concerns and what are these Republicans actually thinking, they're they're going to not get anything, and they might even see that as an excuse to not trust the journalist. And I think nationally that's too. It's not just you know the John Marion from Common Cause Rhode Island was in that article saying there's no proof of widespread fraud. Well, all right, maybe no. <laughs> maybe not, or is it is it no widespread fraud or, or not widespread enough to change the result? And all of that additionally leaves aside the other things that a lot of us, me included, I'll admit to this, think are, are all pretty fraudulent about the whole election process, not only not only the mail ballot process itself. So even if even if there was no evidence of direct fraud, that to me was here, let's get out every low information voter we possibly can and, and ballot harvest and get all those votes in there. That was fraudulent in my view. On top of the news media, also this week, we, we've had the news media no longer able to ignore the Hunter Biden story. This is this uh, you know, corruption uh, allegations against uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Uh, that was that was killed. I mean, commenters on my site were mocking the idea that it was even yep. an issue. Oh, yeah, that, that, that right. laptop that somebody found, that's really suspicious. That's Russian disinformation. That whole thing. I mean, if you if you read broadly and not just mainstream news media stuff, you, you see studies and surveys and stories and any one of these things whether it's whether it's burying the hunter biden story mail ballots be proliferating um tech tech censorship of conservative stories or or even political advertisements from from president trump any one of those could have accounted for this this outcome 
And I, so I, those are very serious things. And if you don't take them seriously and address them and, and actually talk them out with people, you, then you're, you're really going to have, get to a situation where you've already got, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, the, the head of the Republican Party in, in Texas, putting out a press release saying maybe states that respect the Constitu- Constitution should form a union. I mean, that's secessionary talk. Mm. That's where we're going. Yeah. And a lot of it is because people know the news media doesn't take them seriously. And they're, they're just an, it's just an opportunity for mockery. And it's, it's dangerous stuff to me. One final question, Justin Katz, before I let you go, folks, again, our segment is politics this week. Uh, I worked with her at, at uh, WPRO. Anita Buffoni is a reporter for Channel 12. Since Kim Kaluni got promoted to anchor, she's been covering the briefing. She put out a tweet uh, on Thursday that her and Dr. Scott were holding down the fort at the briefing of an of an ever what, – what, I just want to get the phrase right. It was a growing sea of men at the briefing. Now, Justin, you and I obviously are both men. So I, it just do you see anything gender involved with the briefings or the questions? Because I just want to give context. Channel 10 assigned early on. Brian Crandall is the reporter that goes. Now, sometimes when Kim Clooney was out, her, Ted Nisi would be there. Sometimes I've seen Walt Buteau there. Um, when Brian Crandall was on vacation, they had female reporter from Channel 10. Channel 6 on Thursday had a male reporter there, but sometimes they've had female reporters the journals had some female reporters, by and large, male reporter. But and then up on the stage, Stephen Pryor was there instead of Linda Coit. Um, Dr. Afonte, uh, the commissioner, Afonte Green, was not there. And Governor Mundo did tap this Dr. Chan, who's a man, to give it. But what, what do you make of that? Someone, I, I think then she was like, oh, it's just an observation. But what do you make of that? Am I missing something or where's the gender disconnect that someone it never it never occurred to me as I'm sitting there to look around and say, I can't believe this is all men that are covering. Yeah, yeah, let me what do let you, me what count you, the people in the audience by gender. I, you know, yes. I, it, I, personally, I find that that stuff offensive, um, partly because I, you know, I, I kind of believed what I was brought up to believe is, you know, we, we ought to consider people on their character and people who do the best person for a job ought to get it. And that sometimes you're not going to get, break that down by the, uh, by the demographics of the country. But then we've had now decades, especially um, on, on the gender side, we've had decades of this kind of you go girl, girl power kind of stuff. And people, they, they grew up with it and they've been kind of trained to, to see the world that way. Uh, so it, it probably was just a, Hey, here are the gals holding down the fort. Um, I'm probably going to get in trouble for using that that word, gals. But uh, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. But on top of that, her and Dr. Scott are not holding down anything. Dr. Scott's up on the stage. You're there covering her. So what do you mean holding yeah. down the fort and just two women? And then what's Governor Amundo? I, I don't understand that comment in any way. And again, she then was like, "Oh, I was just making a." But what what observation? What is the? And then someone from Channel Twelve was like, "I'm proud to work at Channel Twelve, but we have a female news director." They've also had comments in the past, like it's a Channel 12 thing. It really is. And I don't know if it's you don't see that anywhere else. Does that mean Crandall's not doing a good job because he's a man? Should I not be there because I'm a male? Should Governor Amundo have said, all right, I need a female doctor that's going to explain about the vaccine. Like, where are we going with this? But does someone feels are, are they being encouraged to make that comment <laughs> you know, like at Channel 12? Because I've seen, hey, I put on Channel 12 and they had. 
two women anchoring and a woman in sports and a woman in weather. And it was just that, you know, girl power. Like, what is that? What what do you make of that? Is that are they trying to corner the market on that? Like what where are they leading with that? That their news is better because of that or I, I'm missing the point. Well, I, part, I, I, I do wonder and I've, I've noticed Channel 12 across the board in the past year to me has completely undermined their credibility with the social justice stuff. Uh, and I've kind of ascribed it to just having younger folks getting in charge. I think they've, they've grown recently. And so they've filled in a lot of their newsroom with younger people who were, who've been indoctrinated their whole lives with this stuff. Uh, but I do think that they may be looking at demographics and saying, oh, the, the female news consumer market is underserved in Rhode Island. So let's play that up. That's possible. But I think to me, you, you put your finger on the, the really the biggest concern here uh, is this idea we're holding down the fort me, the reporter, and the head of the Department of, of Health. And it, you start to wonder, well, if you see yourself as on her team, and it's going yes, to the governor, that's a problem. you're supposed to be interrogating her. And maybe that's why we're not yes. getting that, hey, so you tested positive. Where did you catch it? Were you wearing a mask? Was it at home? Was it here? We're not getting that interrogation because they feel like they're on the same team by virtue, I think, of their progressivism, but also their their gender and, and identity politics. And Brett Smiley as a gay man gets that same gets some coverage of that protection as well. And I think that's that's really the, the biggest concern is this idea of, yeah, we're we're on the same team versus you men, which all right, fine, I'll I'll stop watching Channel 12 and I'll I'll go somewhere where I, I'm not, you know, in, on your your matriarchy but uh, it I, it is those sorts of comments I, I you know it goes right back to the social media being being death for the mainstream media because people can see what these people really think and and just finally you know they do run the exclusive every Tuesday Kim Kalunian does the interview sit down with Governor Armando it never it didn't occur to me that they feel it's like woman must interview a woman you know Justin I would like to um, imagine if we the growing sea of men, you know, if we really want to have fun, let's let's uh, replace the word men if we want to replace it with, oh, I don't know, people of color, growing sea of Latinos, growing sea of Jewish reporters. I mean, you would never say anything <laughs> like that. So why is that acceptable? And I don't understand. It's it's maybe it's got to be it is a Channel 12 thing, though. And it never occurred to me of how dear Channel 10 said Crandall. He's a man to cover the brief. Well, anyhow, folks, he is the managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin Katz, our segment of politics this week. Justin, excellent job. One for the books. Stay safe. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal Since 2006 And also 24-7 emergency service available Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal Stump grinding Tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment 
plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Make Henry Oil, make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, it's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred. This winter, I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln, and they service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine along with her husband, Mark Labby. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred Towing. Call them today, 401-725-8500, 401-725-8500, or online at preferredrecovery.com as well as Facebook, Preferred towing they can also you know they buy older vintage cars maybe it's from the 60s 70s maybe you have one it's been sitting in, in your garage for who knows how long the last 15 years and you keep saying you know someday i'm going to restore that but how about instead call today 
725-8500. Call for a fair offer today. It's preferred towing in recovery located in Lincoln, 401-725-8500. Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, secured, safely and securely. Preferred towing, 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a... Links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once in a lifetime sale at 65% off all week long. Open Sundays. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off all week long. One year interest free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. 